0: Hello. Welcome to another episode of Let Fear Bounce. This is Kim Langling, your host. So glad you're joining me and my guest today, Tammy Denon. She's coming to us from the Philippines and she is a freelance writer. And I've been so excited for this conversation because she's giving us a story and her journey from a different perspective of a writer's life. So grab that coffee, folks. Sit back, relax, and let's listen into the show. Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Let Fear Bounce. This is your host, Kim Langling, and I am so happy that you are spending just a small portion of your day with myself and my special guest today, Tammy Denon. Am I getting your last name correct? Yep. Yep. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Tammy Denon, she is a freelance storyteller and former journalist. She covers stories that remind us of being human, the good, the bad and the messy. She focuses on reporting about social issues and environmental crisis. She also covers film, photography, sustainability, and how they intersect with our daily lives. Her words have appeared in Shutterstock, Toggle, Al Jazeera, Vice, and many more over the years. She also offers coaching services to freelance content writers and those who wish to jump into that realm of freelance content writing. And we will share a little bit more about that as we chat today. But Tammy, thank you so much for being with me on Let Fear Bounce. I have been looking forward to this conversation.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk about all these things.
0: And well, isn't it interesting how when someone else reads your bio, how you sit there and go, oh, gosh, yeah, I have done a lot.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was just like, huh, that's a lot of stuff. And it's actually sort of like, it's really helpful to sort of like, you know, tap yourself in the back and girl, you did a lot, you know, every day it feels like, you know, sometimes it feels like a struggle, especially when you're a freelancer. Um, It's not easy to run a freelance business and it almost always feels like it's tiring, tempting to, you know, go back to corporate and then, you know, things like this happen and you're reminded, yeah, I have accomplished a lot.
0: That's right. (laughs) You have accomplished a lot and you're on a mission. You know, you're on a mission. So there's you've done so much, and there's so much stuff here that we could unpack, and I know we're not going to have a lot, you know, time to touch on all of them. But I, you initially, off mic, prior to my hitting that record button, we were talking about that you were a journalist. Now, you reside in the Philippines, so thank you for staying up later to chat with me today. But you were a, jur- a freelance journalist to begin with. Share a little bit about that.
1: I guess I just wanted to write something useful. I guess because when I started freelance writing, like way way back, I was producing for content mills, uh, getting paid like three, one less than a dollar for 500 words, and I was just writing a lot. I didn't care about my grammar anymore, you know, because I just wanted to put as much words out there as possible, make as much money as I can. And, you know, I guess I, it felt useless anymore. I, I love writing, but I got to a point where I was questioning my passion for writing. So I kind of like paused, and then, I don't know, I, I just found myself in journalism. I love the storytelling. I, there are so many things happening here in the Philippines that are not reported for a lot of reasons, uh, mainly because Philippines is a uh, dangerous country for journalists, especially when you publish um, internationally. So yeah, I just, I got to a point where, why not do this, you know?
0: Now you had mentioned a little bit off mic that, and just now that the Philippines, it's a dangerous area for journalists, especially if you're sharing internationally, did something, did something happen that made you look at it and go, all right, no, this is just not for me. I can't do this financially or safety wise. So I'm just going to focus strictly on writing.
1: Yeah, uh, something happened, I think, with the Al Jazeera piece. That was a difficult story to work on. Um, right now, I believe the Philippines is still the seventh most dangerous country for journalists in the world. So we're, we're the seventh, I believe. Um, yeah, so that Al Jazeera story was a difficult one to work on, mainly because it's a story that a lot of journalists just don't want to cover, because if it, if it involves uh indigenous people mining companies and basically you know ancestral domains that's a very complicated story to work on it's you really need to know people on the ground to you know be able to get there uh my photographer was a filipino uh, photographer filipino journalist he knew people which is a really good thing um i got introduced to those people fact checked everything to make sure that they're you know legit and all that but yeah we got to a point where you know you cannot say I'm a journalist and you don't have to worry about you know being detained or because my photographer was detained I believe so yeah we sort of like split and uh, he was detained I wasn't so yeah long story short that was a very dangerous story Uh, it was it was not easy an easy story to cover but I think if given the chance to go back, I would definitely go back because a lot of things are happening here that, you know, just go unnoticed because they're not reported,
0: you know. Understood. Yes. And, and I can understand, you know, the, I can't understand. I can, I guess I can empathize. That's the correct word I want to use. Um, The fear of being detained or worse just trying to get a story out, trying to get the truth out. And, you know, we've all seen that that's happened through the ages with journalists from, you know, all over the globe, you know, even today, there are those that are detained currently for trying to get the truth out. Um, So, you know, kudos to you for doing that, for taking it on, but it's also understandable why you have to step back for a bit. Um, for your own safety and you know thank you thank you for for doing what you you do and and working on getting those stories out there because the world does need them and the world needs people like you so thank you for that
1: oh thanks as well that's actually one thing that i tell you know photographers because i have a lot of photographer friends who are in ukraine right now and you know they post these photos on instagram to let everybody know what exactly does it look like on the ground, on ground zero of you know of this all this chaos. And you know, instead of sort of like uh, you know praising the great work that they're doing, they're taking all these amazing photos. I know a lot of people you know send all these messages like your photos are really great, et etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. One thing I just tell them is you know what, thanks for doing this. A lot of journalists want to do that, but they can't for some whatever reason which are all valid for sure, but you're out there. And so, you know, thanks.
0: Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, and and I, when you just mentioned, there's a lot of, um, photo that for whatever reason cannot be there and want to be there or, or in areas like that, but then there's also, there's a lot of people they are just not made for it and they could not do it. So my thanks yeah. go to all of those folks that are stepping up, you know, and and because I don't know if I could, just to be really honest, yeah. I, I don't know, and I know there's many from my country from the United States that have headed in that direction. They are traveling that way, and I just sit there and think, you know, God bless you and and you know, <laughs> I hope you know. Yeah the courage, there's an awful lot of courage and sacrifice given to get the truth out. And I often think that I don't, I don't think that authors and photojournalists and journalists get enough accolades maybe in the general population, you know, outside of that journalistic realm in the general population, just what they do, especially during wartime over the decades, they're risking their lives. They're side-by-side they're, they're side with soldiers and weapons and being shot at to get that story so those at home can, can see, hopefully, that it's shared the truth. Um, gosh, okay. We got we to gotta hop to a different subject because I could go on that one for a long, long time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you went from journalism to freelance writing, which I've, I've always wanted to do. I've done a little bit of it. I've dipped my toe into it. But I've always wanted to do more of it so how did that transition and where how did it bring it bring you to where you are today with freelance writing
1: the thing about freelance writing uh is when you're in the Philippines you kind of like actually wherever you know but um I believe this is something that I see in most Filipino freelancers we have this mentality that our clients are our boss and we are, you know, the employees. So there's still this employer-employee setup, which I was stuck on for a very long time. So, you know, I was a content writer back in 2009 to 2015, 2015, I started um, journalism but I was still freelance writing on the side because the money wasn't that solid with freelance journalism. So, you know, all this time I have this employer-employee mindset where I was the employee. And I guess I just got to a point, you know, sort of like with the mix of the journalism. I mean, one article could get you, you know, 200, 300, $500, a dollar per word. I, I had a story where I was writing for $1 per word. And I'm like, I i am doing that, but why am I also doing this where I'm writing for a client also in the US, but I'm getting paid this less? like. How is that, you know, how does that add up, like, it's very opposite of, you know, of those two. So, yeah, I guess I was sort of like playing around with writing for brands, writing for anything that's not journalistic, <laughs> but also something that pays some something similar with, with what, you know, journalism pays me like $300 per, per article, you know, $500 per article. So I was playing around that I was trying to figure it out, and so I was looking at these brands um, on LinkedIn and was checking out these people, and I guess I sort of stumbled upon someone. Didn't make you know? Didn't uh, make any big deal about it. My LinkedIn was so outdated back then. Still now, still very outdated. <laughs> uh, and yeah, she just messaged me, and she said she's from Moment. Her name is Danny Chase. Uh, I believe she's still there. Uh, she just messaged me and said, I looked at your profile after you looked at mine. I am, you know, I work for a moment. I work in the content marketing department, I think. Uh, we're looking for writers. Would you be interested? So I checked them out and all, almost all of their content were how-to tips. So they make these external mobile lenses for iPhones. So a lot of their content was like how to take good portrait photography using your iPhone or how to use this lens or how to use that and I just told her I'm not an iPhone user for starters (laughs) and secondly I'm not a photographer so I don't know if I'm your person for this but I would want to explore this so let's see I would want to write about photography from sort of like a lifestyle perspective so you know like how do I wrote a lot about them. I mean, a lot for them. I think one of the articles that I really remember was how to take on um, underwater photography. And I interviewed, so how I worked with that was that I interviewed photographers, let them tell their story, and I sort of like structured that, you know? So that's how I started writing for brands. And I realized quickly, I don't have to be a photographer to be able to write about photography. I just need to know where I want to position myself in that realm. So that's sort of like how, you know, Writing for Brands started. That's just that one LinkedIn message of, I viewed your profile after you viewed mine. So I'm like, sure.
0: (laughs) What an awesome story. And I like how, because my, my mind would have went the same way, okay? I'm not a professional photographer. I can't give people professional tips on how to take photos. My first thought was, go at it from a total beginner's perspective. Like brand spanking new, I just got my first iPhone. How do I use the camera? Or talk to other photographers. So, you know, I, I, love, I love that, uh, how, your, how your brain went, because mine went the same way. Another thing you mentioned just prior to that was the, the total difference in pay of what a freelance yeah. writer gets. And I don't think that the general public quite knows too much <laughs> about that, where you could be asked, because you had mentioned content mills. So you could you could be asked to do a 500, a thousand word article and you're literally being paid one, two, three cents a word, if that. Yeah. And then you go to somewhere else and they're paying you 50 cents, 75 cents or a dollar per word. Or maybe they just give you a flat rate of, here's 400 bucks, write me a 1,250 word article. It's yeah. such a wide range of pay for freelance writers. And it's, it's not an easy thing to get into and get established where you can reach that level where you are getting paid what you're actually worth. Because I try and remind people writing is a skill. Not every, yeah. everyone, everyone can write but not everyone can write well. Yeah. And if, when I write a story, I like writing short stories and I have, you know, some little fantasy stories that I like to write in order to write well. And I'm not saying I'm this fantastic writer, but I try and see everything that's around me and, and soak it all in and use all five senses, all five senses. And I feel that if you, as a writer, if you don't use all five senses, your story isn't going to pull people in. And I have a feeling that the way you write, and I've read a little bit of your stuff, you you do just that. You bring those senses in because you paint a picture with your words. And to me, if I'm reading, whether it's a short article or a novel, and I get a complete visual picture of what I'm reading, I, I literally say out loud, oh awesome writer, awesome writer, loving this. So what, what's your what's your stance on that on how you write
1: that's actually one thing that I would really love to talk about i love that you talked about storytelling because that's one thing that i keep telling writers either the writers that i coach or just you know random writers i talk i talk to on social media a lot of people can write yes and you can learn it you know by experience or by enrolling in a course or whatever and the thing is so many people around the globe want to make a living through freelance writing. So if you're going to go out there and do the same thing, that's a very scary thing to do. Because, you know, how the hell are you going to make yourself, you know, stand outside yourself apart from all these people? And one thing I always say is, you do that by storytelling. Because I think for me, one thing that I took from journalism into uh, producing for brands is storytelling is powerful. You know, you can do all these research about a subject. You can gather a lot of data and make your article, you know, really rich in data and numbers. But unless you're telling a story through your writing, people are gonna get bored or they're not really gonna absorb what you're trying to tell them. Because I don't know, we love stories. You know, I still read Peter Pan (laughs) every now and then. We love stories. We, you know, that's sort of like we're hardwired to exchange stories with our friends on social media or in real life. And, you know, if you're going to make a living through writing then you know, why not put your storytelling, your love for storytelling there?
0: I like how you said we're hardwired to tell stories. And we truly are. You know, if you go back way, way, way back, yeah, we would never have a history to look back on if any, if no one told stories and a lot of times that, well, that's how it started with storytelling and then yeah. on cave walls, those are stories, written stories only yeah. in nature form. So, you know, storytelling is from the beginning of time, but I like how you also mentioned, you want to pull people in. And I always say, I love reading a story that I can just fall into, you know, when you're done reading it, you look up and you're like, Oh, I, Oh, okay. I'm sitting on my couch. You know, you (laughs) fell right into the story and music is the same way for me. Music, um, a really good song is amazing storytelling. You know, oh, someone yeah. wrote those amazing words, you know, what an amazing writer. There's just so many, oh gosh, I love talking about writing and I love talking about, you know, being able to paint those pictures for people. So you, you write for brands. That's how you got in to the freelance. You were doing brand content. Do mm-hmm. you do any of just your own stuff? Do you pick your own, own things that you want? And do you, do you sell to other like magazines or or any anything in print, you know, newspapers, magazines, online, anything like that?
1: Yeah, so right now I'm focusing uh, in the past, I think one year now or two years now, I focus on blog content and digital magazines of brands um, because apparently they need really good writers for that. <laughs> so not that I'm a really good writer, but I can certainly say I love storytelling and it's, you know, that love for storytelling is really it's taken my career into a different you know direction a positive way so yeah that's where i where i am right now and uh, 98% of the time i pitch my own ideas again something that i got from journalism i didn't really know how it worked when i went into brand content so uh, i guess that's just how it happened i'm like sure i would love to write for you even though I'm not a photographer I would love to write for a moment would you want me to send you story ideas you know so and later on I realized that that's a good thing because these you know content managers and editors receive a lot of emails from um, a lot of cold pitches from writers all over the world every day and one way to sort of like get to the next step and you know get a bigger chance of getting accepted and you know getting a yes from this editor from this content manager is by telling them you're not here for an assignment you already have your story ideas you just need them to you know say yes to your story ideas you know consult with them if it fits their brand you know or sort of like twist that story idea a bit for it to fit that brand you know so that's another way to sort of like increase your chances of producing for a brand. They don't need another writer to just write. They need a writer who also knows how to build story ideas.
0: I, I like how that you mentioned that. And that's what a what a great tip for anybody out there listening right now that's a writer or freelancer. I mean, you know, if you're current or wanna be writer, uh, it's a great tip. And I, I love that because it would help you stand out, uh, you know, approach them, you know, read their content, of course, see, you know, if you're a yeah. fit for what it is that they provide to the world and then pitch them some ideas. Well, yeah. you know, a all lot read. of times I think people see, they'll see a call out and they'll just send in maybe their resume, you know, or this is what I've done, you know, Tick this off, tick, 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 all the boxes are checked. I've done this. And like you said, they get probably hundreds if not thousands a week from people all over the world so what's gonna make you stand out? I love that little tip that you gave. That's awesome. Yeah, don't just check all the boxes. Think outside those boxes because how are you gonna get oh, yourself yeah. noticed?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. And I think that's one thing that a lot of um, writers are afraid of. On, We are surprisingly, I didn't realize it at first because it's sort of like it was my norm. So I thought it was every writer's norm as well. But apparently a lot of writers are kind of like scared to put their idea out there because they might get rejected. I mean, if you're here trying to build a business, trying to be a freelance writer, of course you're gonna reject, be rejected. Of course you're gonna receive a lot of no's, but that's not the point. The point is to always, you know, sort of like get those creative juices going. Stock these brands. See what they're already publishing. And then offer something slightly different than what their staffers are working on. Because if this brand is already producing a lot of tips and how-to articles, or maybe a brand that's writing a lot about motherhood and being a single parent, that's what their brand is all about. If you're going to reach out to them and tell them you also want to write about being a single mom and, you know, how to raise a child or things like that. They probably already have staffers working on that. So sort of like find the overlaps of things. So, you know, maybe offer, actually last night, yeah, last night I was reaching out to a brand that I produced for, and then we sort of like stopped because their marketing direction kind of changed. And I felt like I wasn't a good fit for them anymore. That was last year. So I thought of revisiting them this year and they're an app, for basically, they're sort of like a productivity app. So you know, uh, you won't have to keep changing apps and you know, like do the same thing for many different apps. Like schedule this here, and then make sure that it's in sync here. So just using um their software, you know, makes all this you know work seamlessly. And their blog lately has a lot of articles on how automation could help you basically, and a lot of guides and, you know, stuff like that, how to do this with our, with our software and all that. And I just reached out to them and I said, are you willing to, are you open to freelance writers who would want to write about the overlaps of, you know, digital minimalism and productivity and creative entrepreneurship? Because creative entrepreneurs are the people who use a lot of apps. You know, so find these overlaps, um, the things about this brand and the things about the things that interest you. In my case, that would be productivity and, you know, the future of work, freelancing and sort of like figure out how to build stories from there and reach out to these brands because they already have staffers covering sort of like the basics of what the brand is all about set yourself apart by offering something a little bit different, but also fairly useful for them.
0: I like how you mentioned things that interest you now, yeah. you know, so you've got a to topic. Maybe apps is not something that everyone can write about, but maybe that app is providing something that's of interest to you. When you're writing something yeah. that you're interested in, you're going to write about it much, much better. Because you oh, have a vested, yeah. yeah, yeah, you have a vested interest in it. So I love those tips. Those are awesome tips. Now, sadly, we're running out of time. I could talk for so much more because I have so many other questions to ask. This oh, has yeah. been awesome. This has been awesome. But let people know how they can find you and how they can get in touch with you if they're interested in um, because you are your providing uh, coaching services for freelance writers. So let, let the listeners know how they can reach out to you and how they can find you.
1: Sure. Um, I am at Slow Freelancing on Instagram. That's the only thing that I use right now. I'm a digital minimalist. So I have Twitter, but I'm rarely there. So Instagram is the best place um, at Slow Freelancing.
0: And that's S-L-O-W.
1: Freelancing.
0: Okay. Yeah. Slow freelancing. Now we will have all of this in the show notes folks. So you'll be able to reach out um, to her through Instagram, if you're interested and or you just have some questions on her coaching services. Tammy, this has been an awesome conversation. I have truly enjoyed it. I would absolutely love to have you back on in a few months time, see where you're at on your journey, any new exciting things that have come along down your path, freelance writing wise how the coaching biz is going, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of stuff I still want to talk about with you. So if you're open to it, I would love to have you back on again, maybe, you know, mid-summer or so.
1: For sure. I would love to come back. I would love to keep chatting about these
0: things. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with me today, Tammy, or part of your evening with me today. And for all of the the great tips that you gave and your journey that you shared, I know that folks are going to be interested in it and a lot of folks will probably relate to parts of your journey and be thankful for the tips that you shared. Um, It's nice to see things from the writer's perspective, I think, as instead of just talking about, you know, this is a book that I wrote, which is awesome. I mean, gosh, you write a book, let's jump up and down and yell because that's an amazing thing but a freelance writer's life is just completely different. And I'm so glad that we were able to have you on today and you were able to share some of your journey. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed this.
0: So everyone out there listening, thank you once again for spending just a part of your day with myself and Tammy Denon, freelance writer extraordinaire, uh, loved having her on and definitely going to have her back on again, so she can share more of her journey Um, because I'm certainly interested in learning more about it. And all of you folks out there, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And, you know, tune in each week on Wednesdays. So everyone, be well, stay well, and be blessed.